Welcome back to the God's Financial Secret Series. And today we want to have a look at Financial Secret 10. Part of your harvest is for sowing again. Wow, thank you so much for that amazing feedback from Secret 9. And I know that the revelations are coming thick and fast in your life as they did in mine. And as I you know, re-recording this uh, old book that I wrote a few years ago, as I'm doing it now for the podcast, such fresh new revelation is coming back into my life as well. And I've been challenged the same as you in so many areas of my life. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So congratulations on still continuing on and staying faithful in getting revelation in every area of your life. Let's cross over right now and listen to Financial Secret 10, and I'll see you on the other side of this. Financial Secret 10. A part of your harvest is for sowing again. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10, Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Financial Secret 1 taught us that a seed must be sown and that your seed is the source of development and growth, the beginning of a miracle. Financial Secret 7 went on to say, you sow towards your harvest and not from it. Again, speaking of sowing to the future you intend to have. And Financial Secret 10, although similar in its principle to the other two secrets, now challenges us to remember to sow a portion of your received harvest again in order to continue the cycle for your next harvest. Because a part of your harvest is for sowing again. God is faithful and will cause your sown seed to grow and produce a harvest. However, it is very important that you do not fall into the trap that so many fall into, which is that they either stop sowing altogether after receiving a harvest, they think the harvest will last forever, or they become so busy enjoying their harvest that they consume everything on themselves and never keep a portion as seed to put back into the ground for the principle of seed time and harvest to continue. Genesis 8.22 tells us, While the earth remains, Sea time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. In Financial Secret 8, I mentioned that my business had grown from a single branch to a six-branch operation, now having two in my city, as well as four branches in nearby towns. I employed a Christian friend to manage my new city branch. The branch was in a new shopping complex and immediately began to do well due to the high volume of feet and good location of the store. My friend was doing well and managed the store effectively for me. What was supposed to be a temporary arrangement eventually went on for a year and I felt in my heart that I wanted to give him an opportunity in life, so I decided to sell the store to him for an extremely low price on the condition that he purchased all his stock through my other store at a slight markup. In this way, I was guaranteed a steady income from the store without having to charge him a large upfront fee to purchase the store. A part of your harvest is for sowing again. He was elated when he heard of my extremely generous gesture and accepted the offer immediately. The arrangement was working well for about six months when one day I received a call from a man who told me that he wanted to see me as he was the new owner of the store that I'd sold to my friend just six months prior. When I called my friend to inquire about the call I'd received, he told me that a man walked into his store two months prior and gave him an offer to buy his store that he could not refuse. He went on to tell me that he did not want to lose out on the deal, but also did not know how to tell me, but eventually decided to sell it as it was his store nonetheless, which was true. Financial secret two, your seed must die, immediately became a huge mountain and test for me. I found myself thinking, 
Surely you would give me a portion of the profit from the sale. Or why did I sell it for such a low price? I could have made all the money he was about to make. After much soul searching and prayer, I had to let the matter go and accept the fact that I simply had to let the sea die. To compound matters, the new owner immediately sent me a letter stating that he would no longer be purchasing any stock through me in the future, resulting in an immediate loss of income to me. So there I was, down the creek with no paddle, and nothing to show for my generous offer. The sale went through and my friend received all the money he'd sold it for and decided to go into another line of business. I continued on with my other five branches as they were still doing very well. I did not have much contact with my friend anymore as he chose not to keep in, in touch with me. A few months went by and after having arrived home quite late one evening, the family had already having gone to bed, I received a call while preparing to go to bed. To my surprise, it was my friend on the other end that I hadn't spoken to for a while. He apologized for phoning so late but asked if he could come and see me immediately. At first I did not know what to make of the story, but he said it was urgent and asked if he could still come that evening. He arrived approximately half an hour later with a sheepish look about him. We sat down in my lounge and he went on to explain that he had a slight predicament. He told me that he was very embarrassed to have to tell me that he had spent all the money that he had made from the sale of his business and that the venture he went into had failed and that his whole investment was gone. At first my flesh and mind wanted to say to him, serves you right but I had to take every thought captive and find something more Christ-like to say to him. As I was about to say something, he blurted out, I know what you're going to ask me. What would that be? I replied questioningly. No, I didn't tithe or sow anything from the sale of the business, he said. A part of your harvest is for sowing again. We spoke for another while before he left and I told him I would have to think about his situation and call him in the morning. I went to bed sad at the fact that he had gotten himself to this point. As I pondered on what advice to give him, it did not take long for me to know what to tell him. The only way to reverse the cycle of lack is to start at the beginning. Financial secret one, a seed must be planted. I called him the next morning and told him what I knew he needed to do. I suppose he was hoping I was going to offer him some financial relief from his predicament by giving him a check or cash. I challenged him to sow a seed, financial secret one, into good ground, and financial secret five again, so I arranged an appointment with our pastor and told him to bring his seed with. But like the widowed woman with a little bit of flour in 1 Kings 17, who when the prophet Elijah told her to bring with him some bread from the little she had, her reply was in 1 Kings 17 verse 12, and so she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. He initially responded the same and told me that he did not have anything to give. I know as you should have realized by now, that unless a seed does not fall into the ground, financial secret one, a seed must be planted, there is little or no chance for change, increase or a harvest to come. We, on the other hand, can never force anyone to give anything because a man convinced against his will is still unconvinced. However, we can simply encourage people to obey the principle of seed time and harvest as Paul said to the Philippian church after they gave into his ministry. Philippians 4.17 says, Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Challenging someone to give when they have little, like the widowed woman with little flour, is as much our responsibility as it is to challenge someone to give when they have much. Paul also challenged Timothy to tell the wealthy in his ministry to give. In 1 Timothy 6, 17-19, the Bible says, Teach those who are rich in the world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. 
Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. Being afraid to challenge people to sow seed, rich or poor, is more detrimental to their future. By telling them to keep everything for themselves or feeling sorry for them and thereby robbing them of the opportunity to reverse the cycle of lack by planting a seed is ultimately more damaging to their future than challenging them. God, who founded His creation on the principle of seed time and harvest, knows it works only if we work it and continues to work it daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, which is pretty much all the time. God is not a respecter of people, but a respecter of principle, because if that were so, as first stated, every person on the earth that prayed for their needs to be met without sowing a seed into good ground would be living a continual, abundant life, and we know that not to be the case because a part of your harvest is for sowing again. I was pleased when my friend did bring a cash seed to sow, and after praying together with him, we asked the Lord to increase him again according to the seed that he had now sown and would continue to sow again in his future. My friend's story taught me a valuable lesson. Once the blessing of God starts to manifest in our lives, we must always sow a part of that harvest again for the principle to continue working in our lives. If we consume everything on self and never sow a portion again, we will not immediately feel the consequences of our actions as we are living off the harvest of previously sown seed, but it is in a few months or a year that things seem to dry up and we start to wonder why. Often, but not always, it is simply the manifestation of seasons when no seed was sown and now we are experiencing no harvest because a part of your harvest is for sowing again. Personal Challenge 10 Think back of the harvest you have received other than your normal income to see if you were obedient and sowed a portion of that harvest again. Oftentimes, God will return your harvest in physical form and not only in cash and so many people say, I can't sow a portion of a physical product. The principle, however, is that you should then determine to either sow a physical seed back to someone as your portion from your own physical harvest or sow a cash seed as a portion from the physical harvest. I was blessed with a motorcycle for my 40th birthday by my colleagues and obviously I could not sew the wheel or the gas tank, but I could either purchase a new helmet or motorcycle jacket, sew that into someone's life as a portion of my seed from my motorcycle harvest or sow a cash seed into a person's life to purchase a new helmet or jacket for themselves. If you have never sown a portion of your harvest in life, then this challenge is to change that cycle. Sow by simply sowing a seed. You choose the amount and make a commitment to yourself and God that from today you will always sow a portion of your future harvest again. Confession Session 10 Confess out loud today. Thank you, Lord, that I have been made aware of this important principle and choose from today to always sow a portion of my harvests back in order for my life and the principle of seed time and harvest to continue. Thank you, Lord, that the tithe, 10% of my income, will always be sown to my local church and that over and above my tithe, I purpose to always sow a portion of any of my additional harvests as seed back to my church. I declare to never eat all of my seed in life, but to always sow a portion into good ground of my church. I declare your favor and continual increase over every seed sown and call harvest upon harvest into my life. I declare this over my life in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
because a part of your harvest is for sowing again. Well, as we reflect on Financial Secret 10, what an amazing revelation. A part of your harvest is for sowing again. Now, as the scripture verse we looked at, as you heard in the audiobook, now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed that you have sown. That story that I shared with a friend of mine and the business opportunity I gave him was one of the toughest things in my life I had to go through because the natural man is always instinctively looking towards survival and need, need, need in our humanity. And when I went through that process and learned those lessons, as easy as it might just seem in a book to say, oh, well, to forgive him, it was really difficult for me and not to even tarnish my relationship with him. And as you heard in the book as well is that he was a man of God. He was in the church with me at the time where I was a member. And I just felt in my spirit to give him an opportunity. And he had the full right to do what he did. But in my brain, I'd worked out that I was going to earn a certain amount of income from you know, the way it set it up, the deal. So he didn't have to pay a large amount up front. And then he went off and sold the business. And the lesson that I learned that night that he phoned me, and like I said, it was late. And I hadn't spoken to him in a while because obviously he was a little bit embarrassed. And I was a little bit disappointed initially when I spoke to him about, why didn't you at least inform me that you were selling the business? And when he came and sat in my house that night, my family was sleeping and he spoke to me. The Lord really just revealed that into my heart that, you know, a portion of your harvest is for sowing again. And here it was that he took this lump sum that he got. And the first question he said to me was in almost like that sheepish sort of guilty look. And he was a mature Christian. So it wasn't that he didn't understand these principles. And he said, I know what you're going to ask me. And when I said, what? He said, no, I didn't tithe on it. And that just, well, I'm not saying the Lord cursed him because God doesn't curse anybody and God doesn't make you struggle. But the principle is very clear. Unless a seed is sown, unless a seed falls in the ground, it'll remain alone. That means his lump sum that he took, it remained alone. It was a lump sum and it remained alone as a lump sum in the bank account. But he never applied the principle to continue the harvest after that. And I'm not saying everybody is going to make a bad decision like he did. And he invested it into something else that didn't work out. And then he found himself in a very difficult place and he came looking to me, the person who actually helped him to get to where he was to get that lump sum. He came back, looked at me and I had to act mature. I had to be mature in that process. And thankfully the Lord gave me the grace to walk him through that process. And the funny part was when I told him the only way to reverse this is to sow another seed again, which I say to you again today, as you listen to this, that whatever you are facing today, be it financial lack, be it a season of barrenness, because remember the earth brings forth according to the seed that it receives, because as oxygen is to breathing and water is to fish, so is seed to soil. And when the earth receives seed, it's commanded by God, Genesis 1.11, to produce, the earth shall bring forth. And the only reason why harvests are not flowing in some shape, form or size into your life of various types is because there's not enough seed leaving your life. And I want to say to you, don't be hard upon yourself or cancel yourself because of barrenness. What you have to do is make a decision and say, hey, I'm going to reverse barren season by putting seed in the ground. And it's the only way to do it. And I made this man go and put the first seed back in the, the soil of the church. And the funny part was like that widow woman, when Elijah said to her, you know, make me a morsel of bread. And she said, before God, I don't have. And what she was basically saying was that I'm in survival mode here and I'm in I'm just going to ride this thing out. I don't know how I'm going to make ends meet because that's what happens when we get to a place of barrenness. We start to panic and, and think, how am I going to do it? But notice the principle. It's not your responsibility to make the seed grow. It's your responsibility to let the seed go. 
And that means that unless the seed is sown, and when you sow seed, look at our scripture verse. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower. So God is the supplier to the sower. We are the sower and God is the supplier. And bread for food. So there is your portion to eat. And what? Multiply the seed that you have sown. So God cannot multiply no need. God multiplies sown seed. And I want to say to you again, as God is going to continue blessing you, like you heard in the book as well, is that people, they keep everything for themselves. They hold on to everything and they almost want to act as if there's no tomorrow, which you'll hear in our next secret. But I want to say this to you as well, is that it's not just a once-off, like you win the lottery and that's it, and it's luck again to win the next lottery. The principle in the law of seed time and harvest, it becomes a lifestyle. And I want to encourage you as we're nearing the end of the series, and I want to say to you, change your mind, change your heart to becoming a person who lives sort of one harvest to the next. Well, this is going to last me six more months. And No, it's a daily lifestyle. The word sees it come out your mouth. The financial sees it come out your bank account. The confession seeds, the declaration seeds, the time seeds, the study seeds, the seeking, knocking, asking seeds. Everything is a form of seed. Forgiveness is a seed you sow. When people do you in like they did for Joseph, you have to grow in that maturity and say, Father, I forgive them. As hard as what that is and as easy as what it might be to say into a podcast over a microphone because I'm not facing your challenge, it's a form of seed. And the Bible said God supplies seed to sowers. And so you'll never run out of seed. And as you sow seed, as you receive harvest in your life, don't get to the point where you go, yay, I've arrived and this is it. The light's dim, the music fades, and we walk in the distance and it's the end. No, it's a continual process of seed time and harvest. You know, Matthew, Jesus speaks about the parable of the kingdom of God. And he said, the kingdom of God is like a man who scatters seed in the ground. He sleeps by night and he rises by day. And he himself does not know how that seed grows. And so I say this to you as well today is that you don't have to know how that seed grows because the kingdom of God is opposite to the kingdom of the world. But then the Bible says what? First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the head, and then the sickle. He puts the sickle in. So you sow the seed, the blade, the small portion of the plant appears, then the stem, it grows into a larger plant, then the full grain, it starts to produce fruit in the head, and then he puts in the sickle. That means that cycle of that process is now over. Now we have to sow the next seed. So it's never ever a destination. It's a lifestyle. It's a generous lifestyle. I start to become a generous person as a character trait. It's not like I have to have this box of generosity and then this box of stinginess and this box of lack and this box of poverty or this box of luck that the world speaks of. No, it's a process that I, I change my mindset to become a generous person. End of story. And I want to say to you, as you are going to mature in this process over time, you know, the only way you get bigger muscles is you exercise them. The way you get fit is you keep exercising. And the way you become more generous is you keep sowing. And so I want to say to you as well, apply these confession sessions, apply these personal challenges, the seed challenges, apply them in your life. Start to tithe, start to give offerings and be a generous person, the first fruits of your increase. And when God gives you a harvest, be it whatever, be it a retirement or pension or be it a inheritance or be it a bonus, be faithful to God and sow a portion of that back into his kingdom and watch what he does. And as you live this lifestyle, it's going to be an incredible shift and change. And you can break that cycle that maybe been in your family that they always spoke of. You know, our family, we're a poor family and we've always battled. No, you can change that to choice. I mean, you are your parents' harvest, but you're not your parents' choices. And I want to say to you, make new choices today because a part of your harvest is for you to sow again. Amen. So I'm incredibly excited about Secret 11. It's coming up as well next week. And now you don't want to miss it. We're almost at the end of the series. 
And I want to say to you, stay faithful, stay faithful, stay faithful, and confess out loud those confession sessions that you are a generous person. You are becoming a generous person. As you sow, you shall reap. Amen. Have an awesome, awesome week. Can't wait to be with you next week on the other side of this. See you in Secret 11. Be blessed. Thank you for subscribing to Leader Breeder Podcast with Aiden Jeffrey. Make sure to catch the next episode of the God's Financial Secrets series every Tuesday.